The markets open again after the worst week since the financial crisis. The big funds, the hedge funds. The Dow jumping 200 points at the open this morning. It's just a good place to put your savings. You suddenly put them together and you say, damn it, that's what's happening. Welcome to the Business Bubble Podcast. This is Jim Sokari, and today I'm going to talk on emerging economies and emerging markets, especially um, Nigeria, because that's where I live and most of my audience live. And apparently most of my audience or a, a large part of my audience also live in emerging economies. Um especially in the category of the BRICS nation, we have the G7 nation, which is a set of developed economies like the USA and um, Western Europe. But we also have the BRICS, which is um, these sets of mix of frontier economies and emerging markets or developing economies like um, the BRICS actually stand from Brazil, Russia, India, um, China and recently South Africa was added to that list and so basically why I've been talking about the US economy for many months is because whatever happens there really parallels to whatever unfolds in other parts of the world especially in emerging economies um, because number one we are dependent on a lot of import emerging economies are dependent on a lot of import even if some are dependent on some exports especially agriculture and cheap labor um, but the import part is very very cru crucial to emerging economies and when emerging economies they need these imports like petroleum um, or petroleum products wheats agricultural products and other sets of product that um, make th their economies run. When these emerging economies can't um, afford this product, they have to borrow. But it's even, even worse when the interest rate in which they borrow, um, the dollar rises because of inflation, just like we have now. Borrowing becomes even more expensive and buying, buying those products becomes more expensive. So when the world is, when or when the United States is raising interest rates to um, 100, 100 basis um, point or 75 basis point every month, we can see that that affects really large emerging markets or even smaller emerging markets because the 1% interest rate raise can do a lot of um can can do can add to how product becomes more expensive to import and we are talking about products in billions of dollars right um so basically i'm going to focus today's conversation mostly on the nigerians the nigerian economy and i'll touch all and also like the Ghanaian economy, the Zambian economy, the Lebanon economy, and other um, emerging markets um, subsequently in the other podcast. So, but what is happening currently is um, Nigeria has a debt, a foreign debt problem, right? Because Nigeria borrows 
money in dollars and they have to repay that money also in dollar right so they need dollar to be in the country if dollar is not in the country they won't be able to repay that's why there be a lot of bans on foreign exchange going out of the country because that reduces the amount of foreign exchange or dollar we have in the country to repay our debt and we have debt that is 30 years um, to come but we we have also yearly debt repayment bonds that we have to pay actually every year basically um so um Nigeria's debt right um the Nigeria's debt i think it's not not i think i actually saw on two different sources but i think one is really inaccurate i saw one is 60 um, billion dollars and i saw one is 100 billion dollars right so um i guess the one of 100 billion dollars is more um is a bit false um Nigeria's debt to gdp ratio is around 23.7 percent um, 23% let's put it away right which is um which is which is quite okay for the normal debt to gdp threshold of 77% so 23% is actually quite okay but the problem is it's increasing very fast and even with that debt we borrow debt to actually build economies right China borrowed debt, a lot of debt, to build its economy and eventually became the second biggest economy in the world. So debt is actually good when you use it well, but when you don't use it well um, and it goes into the hands of greedy politicians or corrupt politicians, then that debt, there will be no employment in the country, there will be a lot of crime rates, and there will be poor infrastructure, just like we have here in Nigeria. So, I mean, every month there's like the national grid, electricity grid collapses, like every three months, you know, um, which is like, an, which is really an indication of how we've been mismanaging debt because we've been borrowing, borrowing a lot, but still it's not even that much, but it's growing at a faster pace. But we have yearly, bond repayments to be paid right so and we have to pay those bonds in dollar right so um if the united states raises the interest rate on the dollar to fight the current inflation in the united states that makes our debt more expensive to be repaid so we need more dollar in the country to pay that debt and by the way um, the, the United States is raising interest rates almost every month now for the past, um, since March 2022, right? Almost every month, 75 basis points, um, 50 basis points, right? Which is um, a little bit of 0.75% of 50, or 0. Um, 0. 0.50%, right? And uh, and one hundred basis points is one percent, so they'll be raising interest rate every month, which is actually affecting the way um, emerging economies actually pay their debt because their debt becomes more expensive with higher interest rate. 
and the United States is still facing inflation. In fact, the inflation might still persist till 2023 because um, of different set of nuanced issues coming together, plus a recession, right? So what we could have in the United States over the coming months is actually stagflation, which is both high inflation and a recession or an economic downturn, right? Because normally when you have high inflation and you increase um, interest rates, you can kill inflation instantly. But they're increasing interest rate and it's not killing inflation. At the same time, um, the economy is slowing down also because of all these issues. So that becomes very hard for the United States and that really um, find its way into emerging economies in different ways that we can't even repay, right? I mean, in Ghana right now, the debt to GDP is 81%. That's way above the, the um, debt to GDP ratio threshold of 77%. I mean, in Lebanon is um, 210%. That was even more than Sri Lanka's um, debt to GDP ratio. And by the way, Sri Lanka is really bankrupt right now. The next one is Lebanon. Um, Zambia debt to GDP ratio. I mean, Zambia has been borrowing a lot of Chinese bonds and a lot of Chinese debt. And the debt currently in, Ch in Zambia is 123%. Actually, Zambia accounts to more than half of Africa's debt or, or mostly Chinese to Africa's debt, right? Um, Zambia is really the canary in the coal mine in this part of the world in the african emerging economies right um but the, the next one to come is lebanon you know um niger fiscal deficit also is a bit a little bit way high niger fiscal deficit is at 3.9 percent the average historical benchmark of um a normal fiscal deficit should be around three percent but is now around 3.9%. It might not be much, but um, compared to Ghana's uh, fiscal deficit at 12%, Lebanon at 20%, which is really, really way too high, you know. So, um, so before I even go further, um, I, I mean, in the 1970s, there was um, also high inflation in the United States and what that translated is um, the Fed chairman then which is which was Paul Volcker Paul Volcker increased interest rate to till 20 and 23 percent to kill that inflation that was that was called the period of the great inflation in the 1970s and he hiked interest rate to 20 percent and emerging economy and that and the dollar went up the dollar skyrocketed very up overnight and emerging economies suffered because it was harder for them to um repay the, the borrowed um dollar i mean imagine 20 percent on 20 billion you borrowed or 50 billion you have borrowed right which is really way too high right and that caused Latin America to go into debt, you know. So it, it's almost the same parallels that is actually happening currently. But the interest rate right now is still, I think, around 2% um, 2, 2 in the United States. So, and it's still increasing. 
um, so basically you must pay you must pay to service your debt um, and to import your goods also it's also in dollar to service your debt is also in dollar which is why Nigeria is kind of like draining away foreign exchange and they need foreign exchange actually Nigeria might be out of dollar um, already right and I think there was some set of issues why they were out of dollar for the past three years now or four years now there was the a lot of big project big corporation project and spendings um which which we had to import a lot of manufacturing product i rem um there was the dangote or there is still the dangote refinery which over the past six years seven to six years um has imported a lot of product which they had to pay in dollar and they they had that borrowed from banks in nigeria around seven to eight banks had um given dangote um loans in dollar to import to send them dollar away to buy products in other countries to import those products in the country to build this refinery so over the past six years a lot of dollar has gone out of the country to bring manufacturing product of big corporations like Dangote refinery and so on and so forth to the country also we, we there was consumer spending um consumer spending people sending money out of the country or people just holding dollar because they felt nigeria's um foreign exchange will keep on being devalued and they were correct people that placed that bet were re were really correct but the cbn is actually making it right um, very hard that's the central bank of nigeria is they're actually making it very hard for um any more dollar to be exchanged in naira again right because they need those dollars at all costs and it might not even be enough so natural could default on this debt which is really um alarming right we might have all these we might have our debt to gdp ratio at 23 27 or 23% let's put it that way um we any the threshold is 77% but we have bond repayments to be paid um uh, in dollars every year right we might default on these bonds, right? And it will spiral down the economy even further. We might have to borrow. And to be honest, the IMF is already borrowing to distress economy such as Ghana, Lebanon, and Zambia, right? And some have not even been concluded yet. And we have other emerging economies in Asia and in Latin America that will that might be facing similar issue. There's El Salvador. El Salvador was really self-inflicted. They had a lot of um, of their foreign exchange. They put that money in Bitcoin, and they made Bitcoin illegal tender. But it ha it appeared that Bitcoin went really really down, and that foreign exchange is really worthless now. So Lebanon would have bond repayment to be paid this year. And next year and they might not be able to repay that debt right so i mean these these are some of the issues right economies such as india and china are probably stronger right now because they are exporting economies which means um foreign exchange will come into their country because 
other countries buy goods in foreign exchange to this country, India and China. Right? So they might be very strong in a very strong position right now to not default, right? So these are critical um, factors affecting um, in, in terms of the physical and monetary policy of emerging economies. There's also like the food, um, the food shortage, which is kind of like alarming and very, and, and that will contribute to even more inflation. And, and a bigger problem of that is um, something similar to the Harab Spring that we, I think some of us could remember in 2011. The Arab Spring was a series of protests that shook the, the Middle East and North Africa. Um, but but what, what, what one of the cause of it was actually food shortages and f high food prices. That contributed to the Arab Spring. I think the closest thing to the Arab Spring in Nigeria we've had in recent years was the NSAS protest, right? Um, but but the NSAS protest wasn't even close to the Arab Spring because we it was a lot of young people that protested, um, not in the front not in the front seat of the government. We didn't go to Asarok or the presidential villa to protest. We didn't go to Abuja to protest. We didn't go to the Lagos State um, House of Assembly to protest. We just went. Um, at a place called um, the Lekki Tollgate to protest. And really, that was really short-lived, but assuming that was the scale of which we protested at the presidential villa, we could have been close to the Arab Spring, but we were not near close to the Arab Spring. But, uh, I mean, this, these are the things that could happen, right? There's populism on the rise in emerging economies because of these monetary issues and also food also food shortages and high food prices why it's why high food prices is really the corner in the coal mine for bigger issues is because food is very essential um you might have few clothing on you right and you might and clothing clothing is um the uh, items you buy which is you buy it once and you probably don't have to buy it again, um, except probably three years later when you probably outgrown those clothes. Clothing is one out of the issue, right? People don't protest over um, short clothing shortages. People don't protest over housing shortages. They might protest over high rent, but not all people, right? Uh, but food, food is very important for daily living. It's a necessity and because of that necessity if people go hungry <laughs> they would really do something about it they would actually go out and do something about it. that's why food is so important to when um to protest because it contributes most part of the protest we've had historically and these are a set of issues that could arise in the emerging world as you know um in developing economies, food, high food prices might be, you know, um, might be curbed with credit or social welfare. But in the emerging world, there's no social welfare. There's no credit. And that becomes really hard for a lot of people. 
I think this, um, I think we've spent 20 minutes here and not to make it so long. I think I will end here, but continue on other issues in other podcasts. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Stay safe.